Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Baby. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the Show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you. You're listening to Reception Reception the Show. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, oh, it was an injury riddled. Week number seven, which is a total bummer. Oh, man, such a bummer. So many injuries. And, I mean, for the Jets especially, you know, (laughs) I say that the 49ers get their ass kicked by the injury bug every single year. Yeah. Has Robert Sala and and Mike LaFleur brought that to the the Jets? (laughs) Oh, my God. Have they? No. To, 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 to lose Brees Hall, obviously, for the rest of the season on Sunday was killer. And then yeah. as they're officially like announcing it as a team, they also are like, oh, by the way, Elijah Barrett oh, Tucker is also going to miss the rest of the season, who's our best and you know most impressive young offensive lineman for a group that's yeah. already been super banged up. It's just you got to feel for Jets fans. And, and they're in the middle of this like five and two winning season where, you know, we it just sucks. It sucks. Uh, I feel I feel for Jets fans, especially because, you know, Brees Hall was kind of like and the defense, too, as well. But like the reason they were winning games. So it really stinks, man. I mean, it just always stinks when there's injuries. But this week felt especially like ugh, rough. I mean, it was tough, too, right? Because we saw Brees Hall just break off that gigantic run. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy is the truth. You know, you talk about mm-hmm. an offense that, OK, it's pretty loaded. But, you know, with Zach Wilson under center has struggled. Right. And like the entire offensive identity was built around Brees Hall in the running game. And and you've got a defensive minded head coach in Robert Sala. Right. And he's got the defense, you know, playing up notches above. I think what their talent level is, right? So they've got a good defense. They're working. And what is what do defensive coaches want to do? They want to run the rock. What is Brees Hall doing? He is a special, special player running that football. So everything was kind of sort of humming in that direction. Look, in the preseason, Matt, they, they talked about Michael Carter being the quote-unquote heartbeat of this team. Ironically, what ended up happening was that Brees Hall really, truly mm-hmm. was the heart and soul of the Jets. Yeah, and he was also where they were getting most of their explosive plays, which is not what you think of. Usually it's the passing game that's going to bring you explosive plays. That's not the case. Brees Hall, 10% or excuse me, at 18.8% of his carries this year went for 10 plus yards. Like that Crazy. was a huge number. By the way, Michael Carter, who's a good player, just not Brees Hall, 4.4% of his yeah. carries went for 10 plus yards. Like that ability to flip the field like on the the play we saw in in Denver and that was blocked really well right like that was a yeah. great play against the Broncos Broncos have a great defense I get that but um 
you know, that massive hole, sure, you could drive a truck through that hole, but Brees Hall's going to not just drive through it. He's going to explode through it and make like a huge play. So that is the biggest thing here is that they're going to have to, and it is a little weird that Jets fans are almost kind of like, yeah, 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 we're winning. That's all that matters. It's like, well, yeah, but you're not winning because of your young quarterback. And like, you're good. If you're going to keep winning, you're going to have to, you're going to have to start winning because of him, because the explosive plays are not going to have to come from the passing game without Brees Hall in there. And it just, again, it just stinks for Brees Hall. I've always, you know, been since day one, you know, said Zach Wilson's not it. Um, I did not re- realize that, uh, that Ian Hartitz was, was even more uh, in that camp of, of Zach Wilson is not it. Uh, he, he had a hilarious tweet um, today showing some of the lowlights <laughs> of Zach Wilson from this season, which is just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he put it to music and everything, man. I was like, "Oh my lord!" Something about when you put something about when you put it to music, it's just it it hits harder, you know. It, it, it hits does. harder. But uh, look, I mean, it the does. reality is, Zach Wilson has not given us a lot of reason to to think otherwise. You know, I mean, he's right. just been he's ranks thirty third this season in EPA per dropback. Thirty third. Uh, There's only thirty two starting quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, Joe Flacco ranks 31st, okay? Oh, good. But Zach Wilson, at some point, going to have to give you a reason to believe, um, a reason to believe that he can be the guy that can can carry this team. Because right now, there hasn't there wasn't a lot from last season. Then they right. sort of stocked the cupboard for him this season. And again, they've been winning games. That's great. They haven't been winning games because of the quarterback. They are going to at some point. And I have defended Zach Wilson on this show, not – not defended his play, but defended the idea that, okay, if they win games while he isn't the engine of the offense, like that can, they can be sort of Josh Allen ish with his right. development. Although I know saying like, Oh, this bad quarterback will just turn into Josh Allen is like the ultimate crutch analysis right now. But <laughs> I understand that plan. But again, yeah. now it shifts because you're, you can still be a good running team with Michael Carter, but you can't be mm-hmm. without Brees Hall. You can't be a dangerous running team, I guess is the way right. to say it. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's correct. And, and you're right. I think, I think what Zach Wilson needs to show um, is that he can play in structure, right? Yes. Like every play can't be a breakdown play. And, and right now that's far too often. What we are seeing is that he doesn't see his first read and then he is out of there. Right. And you're like, guy, you, you at some point you got to play in structure, you know? And if the first read's not there, you got to make that second read. Yeah. Um, and I think what really, from just like a, a visual standpoint is not looking great for Wilson is that he doesn't see the first read. And if he doesn't see it, he then hesitates. He like pumps mm-hmm. and then, and then he's out of the pocket. Right. And then the play breaks down. And, and that's why we have the hilarious Ian Hartitz, you know, tweet <laughs> from today. So anyways, um, yeah, so, yeah to, put so, that, to put that in perspective, uh, 3.07 average time to throw, for Zach Wilson on the season, anything above three is like, <laughs> it's a crazy long time, you know, right. uh, just that is 
that is number one. That's the highest time, the longest time to throw of any starting quarterback this year. Um, right. Malik Willis, your guy, when he got in the, that one game against the Bills, he has a 3.2 uh, time to throw. <laughs> you know, Trey Lance, right. 2.99. Uh, Justin man. Fields, 2.95. Like, and right. I, I think that's the thing is like Zach Wilson is not a scrambler like those guys are. I mean, he's obviously an improvisation based quarterback. He was that at BYU. But, you know, and even Lamar Jackson, 2.93. Like, those are the types of quarterbacks that typically have those high time to throws. Zach Wilson is not that guy, even if he's, like, fine as an athlete. So, I agree with you. He just has to get better as a processor. He has to get better yeah, with all this stuff. For sure. And um, I, we haven't talked about Elijah Moore on the on this show. Uh, you know, his trade requests. Like, he's going to play in week eight after not playing week seven, after requesting a trade and them telling him, thanks, that's nice, but that's not going to happen. Um at least I don't think we talked about this last week. I'm not sure when this. I feel all, like this all, this I, is new, when, like I don't even remember did. when this news broke. <laughs> I, <don't> <laughs> I feel like we did, or maybe we talked about it on the on the sicko tier only chat. Yeah, no, I that's like right. Felt like we yeah, talked we about did. it we at did. some point. We did because yeah. I did went talk about it, the sicko show. Because dude, I went in on on the Jets handling of it and Robert Sala like. It's a communication business. You know what I'm saying? Like communicate with your young player, make it right there. And like, let's figure out a way as two adults to basically say, all right, let's just keep this in house. No. What do you do? You immediately bench the guy. You alienate the guy. It's like, come on, man. Like, what are you expecting when he comes back in week eight? Like, are you really quote unquote sending a message? This is one of your best young players. And let's be real. We just got done talking about Zach Wilson. This is not an Elijah Moore problem. Elijah Moore's playing at a high level. This is a Zach Wilson problem. So when you start then backing the guy who is the the kind of the cause of the problem, you're on the wrong side of history, my dude. You know, so back your good young player, be a communicator, be a leader, be a CEO of this team and figure out a way to get everyone on the same page without punitively you know, damaging the guy. Like, that's what I just don't understand. You know, like, come on, man. The The only thing I'll say is to not just totally be the player defender here. Um, maybe don't, maybe don't tweet about it. Like if you're, <laughs> like, maybe don't. Maybe you also do the part about keeping it in house as well. You know, especially when you're winning games, like nobody's just, ever, just nobody's ever going to be on your side when the team is winning. And I mean, I would say that with like, with, fantasy folks like if you're out there and you're complaining about hey they're not using this guy enough they're not, well, it's like well they are winning games you can't complain about that if they're winning games like okay or like or oh this we can't believe in that like we can't believe in Amon Ross St. Brown at the end of last year because um you know it's just a, all these injuries like yeah but also they won games when they pummeled volume his way like they're gonna keep doing that <laughs> so same thing there with Elijah Moore like nobody's gonna be on your side when the team is winning games but no Long term, though, yeah, they have to fix this relationship and like they have to they have to get that done. Uh, so hopefully they can move on and, and all that. But also just I've said this both Elijah Moore, too, and I think this is probably part of his big complaint because he was even apparently frustrated when Joe Flacco was a quarterback and he wasn't, you know, popping off on a weekly basis. They just have him in such a weird role for like a. I mean, he's a great route runner, great separator, but they have him in as like a pure X receiver deep threat. Like they're not getting him any like layup looks. They're not getting him really any, um, you know, targets like that, that's something that we could see maybe going forward is a, a little more short area stuff for Elijah Moore, who, you know, like I said, is a great 
player, great separator, can win as the X receiver, but is like a was a slot in college, you know, got a lot of looks over the middle of the right. field. Like I'd like to see more of that stuff for him going forward. Any layup looks in this offense would be good right now, right? Just keep the chains <laughs> moving. Like build a little confidence for your young quarterback. Give him something easy to do, man. Like that would be great. But hey, we got a big trade that just broke as we're talking about as we're talking right now, James. We can Dude, break this up. Uh, Ian Rapport reports that the Jets are making a big trade, acquiring Jaguars running back James Robinson to help replace Brees Hall. Whoa, that's a, whoa, that's whoa, a, whoa. That's, that's a weird one. Whoa. <laughs> that, uh, that's, a, that's a weird one. Okay. What is that all about? Interesting. Um, wow. Jets have traded for Jaguars running back James Robinson. Interesting. It's so funny, you know, thinking about like we talked like Michael Carter was, oh, he's that's a pretty good backup, all that stuff. And then it was it was very, very clear that the Jaguars were moving on to to Travis Etienne. Like that was right. That was clear. Yeah. That was made clear last the last step, the last game. Although it's also strange because Doug Peterson said like James Robinson's been dealing with a little bit of a knee injury. So mm-hmm. I'm tr- I'm definitely having trouble making uh, making sense of this one. But, um, you know, Robinson hadn't played all that well throughout the course of this year no. um was certainly you know, like there was a re there was a reason the the jaguars were moving on to travis Etienne. you know what i mean i agree and travis Etienne has looked like the real deal you know like he has looked healthier as the season has gone on and he's looked more explosive as the season has gone on too and i would say the early season splash plays for james robinson i think masked a lot of some of the more mundane yeah. runs that he had um, and I think overall the efficiency wasn't quite there. This yeah, is a, 34, a, 34.6% rushing success rate uh, for James Robinson. Like that's right. eh, it's not, it's yeah, not, great, that's not, know. yeah, that's not ideal. That's not ideal. Although yes, I gotta, we gotta see what kind of draft compensation goes back to Jacksonville. Um, and if that makes sense uh, for the jets, but anyways, uh, that's a spicy one. I like, I like these trades, man. I like these trades. that get a little crazy. 